Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi there, Gabby here. This podcast is intended to educate, inspire, and support you on your personal journey towards inner peace. I'm not a psychologist or a medical doctor and do not offer any professional health or medical advice. If you are suffering from a psychological or medical condition, please seek help from a qualified health professional. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the show. I am saying it again, people. It is manifesting season. We're coming up on a new year, my friends. And that means I am about to release my 21-day manifesting challenge on January 1st. This challenge is a Gabby favorite amongst the thousands and thousands of people who join me every single year. It is so powerful. It will really, really hook you up and set you up to win and help you turn your greatest desires into your reality, truly. There's really easy lessons, manifesting practices, super high-frequency meditations, and a beautiful manifesting ritual at the very end. So if you're someone who wants to take that New Year's resolution and see it all the way through to the end and create a new pattern and repetition of new behavior, then this is for you. Let's kick off the new year together. Let's supercharge your attracting power. Let's raise your vibration. Let's manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. Go to deargabby.com slash challenge to lock in your spot now. This is going to be epic. So go to deargabby.com slash challenge. Hey there. Welcome to Dear Gabby. I'm your host, Gabby Bernstein. And if you landed here, it is absolutely no accident. It means that you're ready to feel good and manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. Let's get started. Today on the show, I have a truly big talk. It's not just a big talk, it's a huge talk. Are you ready for this? In the studio with me today is someone I've recently befriended, someone who I really have admired from afar for many, many years. Even on the episode, I actually reveal a personal story about how much she has impacted my life. And we only met for the first time in person in the studio that day. 
But it was literally like we had been friends for 100 years. And that is my friend, Kerry Washington. It was as if we were literally reuniting. <laughs> so beautiful. And we really talked extensively about her new book, her New York Times bestselling book, Thicker Than Water. It is a deep conversation. It is a candid conversation. And Carrie bravely speaks about some major personal and family truths that she hid for a long time, truths that we've addressed on the show, stories that we've experienced here in Q&As and revelations I've had in my own life. And Carrie goes there. She shares her experience with some big stuff. So I'm really thrilled to share this episode with you. She's an extraordinary person and a woman I admire greatly. And what I think I admire most about her is her willingness and her bravery and her courage to be authentic and be vulnerable and tell the truth. So enjoy this episode. Stick around to the end. It is really, really a beautiful conversation. Carrie, Carrie, Carrie. <laughs> so when I first started getting into the podcast space, the agents were like, Really, what people want to hear is almost like listening in on somebody's conversation yeah, in a coffee like shop. Like a private conversation Correct. in public. That's right. Mm -hmm. So what's happening for us today is we've been friends mm -hmm. for a short period of time, but yeah. we're actually meeting in person. Yeah. So this is literally like our <laughs> coffee shop moment. It is. It's like our, um, not, not really a blind date, but it's kind of like our first date. Like we've been wooing it's a first each date. other it's virtually, first date. but now we get to really... Have so, an in-person love fest. Everybody can listen in on our first date. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I mm. am so grateful to be in your presence. Same. You have been blessing the world mm. in the last month and a half with extreme presence, extreme authenticity, grace, vulnerability, mm. just big stuff. And before we get into anything, I just want to extend my friendship pride mm. to you because we talked before and then yes. you you did it well we talked literally the day before the tour started because almost like two on the nose my body as you know had this crazy reaction before going out on tour and I actually lost my voice mm -hmm. before claiming my voice in the world I was like this is too on the nose mm -hmm. and I emailed you and or texted you emailed you called you did all the things that signaled you mm -hmm. and said any thoughts any support any help I need everything I can get I got to go out there I need my voice I need my voice and you were so incredibly supportive in all the ways, physical, spiritual, emotional, <laughs> metaphorical. Well, get used to it. That's how I do friendship. And I will continue to be like that with you. Same, I kind same. of just go so in so hard so fast. It's I love like, it. I know I had people showing up at my door. Like, yes, I, yes. Have a, I have a We got light. you tuned up. A, yeah, it was we got amazing. You but you need to remember where you said, like, go in big before you go out big. Yes. And yes. so you did. You did yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And now that you've been out so big, how are you feeling? I think I'm going to have more and more awareness to be able to answer that question as days go by, because this is literally the last day of interviews for the book, for this round of the book, right? Maybe I'll do more for paperback. I'm sure it's an ongoing conversation, but this is the last scheduled day. I saved the best for last. Mm -hmm. I think I'm feeling excited. I'm feeling relieved. I'm feeling really grateful. I'm feeling a little bit sad. Oh, what's the sad about? I think the sad is about, the sad is about how wonderful it's been. It's tied to the gratitude, right? Like it's been so wonderful to be in community with people, to be in conversation with people, to be 
this kind of open and connected to my true self, making so much room for other people's true selves to be unmasked and unguarded publicly in such a big way, it it feels like not that that's going to end, but that this sort of event, the eventization of, yeah. of me sharing myself in this new way is coming to an end. So it's I, about the closure. Of I the get tour. that big time. I get. Do you like, have that with each book? Or Yes, but this for you specifically mm-hmm. right now, I can see what went down. It's like you, this is your memoir. We're talking about thicker than water. If you've been living under a rock, you don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> but we hope you do. Uh, but but the the book is so profound. It's a memoir and it has so much of your authentic raw truth and scary things to share, big revealing yeah. things to share. Mm-hmm. As witnessing you and even just tracking with you on text, you were like, whoa, people have such such suffering. You know, when you start to go first, right? You yes. go first, they can open up. Yes. But what I witnessed as a friend on the outside was you owning your authentic self. Mm-hmm. And this is a short period of time to claim your authentic self. Yeah. So the sadness <laughs> is like very, really, I get that. Yeah. Because you're like, wait, this feels really good to be in my authentic truth. Yes. Yeah. And I do, I guess I feel, I do feel like it's not something that's going to disappear. Like now I'm here. Now I'm on the other side of it. And I do feel changed. I feel changed by the process of writing the book and I feel changed by the process of sharing the book publicly, standing behind it, being in conversation with people about it, like embodying the words on the page in the world. Can we unpack that though? Like what was it about writing it that changed you? So I think that I was forced in writing it to really be with myself, my truth, my past, my reality in a different way than I've ever been before. In the same way that I talk about in the book, there being this slight veil between my mother and I, this this slight emotional distance, I think I had a similar relationship with myself because that's how love was modeled, right? That's how mm. presence was modeled, mm. was that it, it doesn't have to be fully embodied. It doesn't have to be fully present. I think I was always searching for that presence, but not really finding it. And with the process of writing the book, I feel like any veil between myself and my consciousness, myself, just my relationship with me became much more clear and whole and true. Giving voice to all these parts of yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, and yeah. and also really giving voice, yes, to all these parts of myself. So including the little girl part of myself, the past versions of me, the angry versions of me, the sad versions of me, the hopeful versions of me, that really giving permission for all these versions of who I've been in the past and who I am now to coexist within the pages of the book and within the cells of my body mm-hmm. just felt so transformative. And then I'm not running from me. Correct. Yeah. Once you say it, Mm -hmm. it has, and it's been spoken, it's been in many ways released. And then of course, released into many, many, many copies. Yes. Yes. And many more to come. Right. Um, So understandably, you would lose your voice before, and then you go out and you share it. So being in that experience of expressing these truths, and we're talking about big truths, right? We're talking about we don't have to bury the lead. You've been talking about it, but like, yeah. you know, learning you about sh- my paternity. Yep. My parents sat me down and shared that my father, my dad is not my biological father. And that's sort of the big reveal that frames the book. And it was a really important and scary one for me to share. But there are so many other reveals in the book as well. Even your mother's trauma reveals. My favorite story in the book, it's, I don't know why, it's such a, it's such a, it really struck oh, me. I have no idea what you're going to say. You don't? No. Okay. It struck me really, really, really hard. So 
And I think it's because I I had the experience. I didn't have a stillborn, but I carried a baby till five and a half months. Mm. And so I think that there's something about that long-term pregnancy loss. I will never know what your mother knew. Mm. But when you wrote about her knowing intuitively that the baby that wasn't there, was, uh, I felt that yeah. the whole time. I felt mm, that the whole pregnancy. You. Yeah. I didn't have never really said that publicly. And then because it must have been such a scary thing even to say to yourself, right? Because you don't want to manifest was for that. For me, just intuitive. And then there was these like little things, but not even physically. I was only I was like halfway, I was 20, 22 weeks, right? Mm. But oh, like Gabby. she went all the way through. Yeah. And so there was this shared camaraderie that I already developed with her when you started to tell that story. But then the bit about her husband, her ex-husband painting these pictures. You want to share about that? I mean, that was big for me too. Yeah, it was really so interesting. My mother was in this really abusive marriage and she wound up having this stillborn child and it was emotionally abusive mostly. But then he, I discovered, shot a gun toward my mother in the apartment that I grew up in, in my bedroom that I grew up in. It's so hard for me to wrap my head around that pain that my mother was in. And yes, what you mentioned that he used to, he was a painter and he used to paint as she was trying to cope with the loss in the morning of the stillbirth, he would paint these portraits of pregnant women with empty wombs. And that was like, yeah, I want, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I'm happy that you were able to give voice to that story on her behalf. Yeah. I wonder how she feels about that. I wish she was here right now in this room to ask her. I will ask her tonight. I think in a lot of ways, I've watched my mom. To watch the change that she's been going through has been really inspiring because she too, I mean, our whole family has been shedding our secrets in the Mm -hmm. revelation of this book. Mm -hmm. And for my mother, I see how much lightness it's given her, how much freedom that you, I really see how much more filled with life she is and less held back by right. these stories, by her past. Right. You've set her free. Yeah. yeah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
My friends, it is that time of year again, and as I like to call it, the season of giving. And this can mean many things for me and for my family, and it's giving to each other, giving kindness, giving cards, giving donations, giving somebody support. But whatever that looks like, it's also a really wonderful time to look at what you can give to yourself. That could be treating yourself to a day of rest or reminding yourself to go a little easier on your energy at this time. Maybe it means giving yourself the gift of therapy. Therapy is the greatest gift I've given myself, making that commitment every week to show up, to be guided, to be supported, to let go, and to allow. And that is why I love our sponsor today, BetterHelp. BetterHelp quickly and easily connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on a journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. It's convenient. It's flexible. It's affordable. It's entirely online. And you can have your option of doing your sessions on the phone or a video, and it can fit into your schedule, which is really awesome. All you have to do is get started by filling out a brief questionnaire, and BetterHelp will match you with a licensed therapist. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Gabby today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Gabby. My friends, you know I'm always on the lookout for ways to strengthen my immunity and my gut health. I'm always looking to improve my fitness and my metabolism and enhance my skin, my hair, radiance, all of it. And I never thought I could find all that in one product, but I was wrong. I recently discovered an incredible product called Amra Colostrum. Amra Colostrum is a superfood that almost seems too good to be true, honestly. I'm obsessed with it. Amra Colostrum literally helps improve my fitness and metabolism, enhanced my skin and my hair radiance, and is strengthening immunity and gut health. And these are the foundational needs that I consider vital to my overall well-being. So there really couldn't be a more perfect product for me. Since I started taking it, I have noticed that my hair and my skin look healthier, more glowy. It protects against UV damage chemicals and pollutants in the environment. It's also really great for supporting my fitness routine and recovery. And get this, Amro Colostrum enhances nutrient absorption. The fast colostrum has been shown to improve fitness endurance by 20%, decrease recovery by 50%, improve stamina, and help build muscle mass. Do not miss this. And to make it super easy to take, you just mix Amro Colostrum in any cold drink and you're good to go. We have worked out a special offer for my audience. Receive 15% off your first order. Go to amra.com slash Gabby or enter Gabby at checkout to get 15% off your first order. Go to tryamra.com slash Gabby or enter Gabby to get 15% off your first order. That's T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A.com slash Gabby. We're so entwined, the three of us, that to tell this story, which is so complicated because I think it's it's always easier to write a memoir when the story is only yours. But who has that memoir? Because everybody's in relationship. Totally. Right? But me telling this story is telling the story of our family. I mean, yes. I'm, it's my story. It's my life. But because of how I was conceived and how I was raised and how intertwined we are, especially because I'm an only child, mm-hmm. it, I was telling their stories as well. And so we've been freeing each other like as we hold hands and walk through this book being shared with people and these Q&A sessions and this book launch and 
these podcast interviews, we are really freeing each other. It's so interesting. My dad called me a couple of weeks ago because I don't know, I don't know what was different about that interview, but the interview that I did with Oprah for Super Soul Sunday, he was so moved. He, hmm. he, he just, you know, all along the way, my dad would say, I don't like it. I don't love it, but I trust you. I trust you. And I sometimes would feel like he was saying, I trust you, almost like a warning to me, mm -hmm. like I mm -hmm. trust you. And also like to convince himself, I trust her. Mm. But I realized that in some ways, trust is like love and that it's a verb that actually the handing over to me, like the giving me the agency to tell our story, even if he didn't feel the trust, it was an act of trust. And I see now the gift of that trust, the result of that trust is how free. I mean, he felt like listening to that interview, he was like, I felt so honored. I felt so seen. I really get it. I get what people are getting from the book. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, a common story. I mean, you met our friend Danny Shapiro, our yeah. friend. Oh, my now. gosh. Yeah. Thanks to yeah. you. Oh, I mean, my goodness. Those reveals. So Danny Shapiro wrote this incredible yeah. book called Inheritance. Yep. And Danny is the only other person who really has a big book about finding out that you're that you were conceived with the help of a donor. Yeah. And reading Danny's book was really helpful to me. That book came out like a few months after my parents told me. Oh, wow. Yes. Wow. And my husband heard Danny being interviewed on NPR and sent it to me. And I got the book immediately. Yeah. And I sent it to my mom. And I was like, if you read this, you will start to understand. Even yeah. though her journey is so different because she found her donor like 36 hours later. It's a crazy um, story. Such a crazy story. <laughs> and if you knew her husband, you'd be like, oh, okay, that makes that, sense. That tracks. Yeah, 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 I'm dying to meet him. So I, I'm really really, really, really grateful to now have Danny in my life, like to know her and to be in relationship with her. And we met for the first time and it was like, you know, we couldn't be more different on the outside, right? She was raised white and Jewish and I'm obviously not. And she's a little bit older, but we have such parallel lives. Like our inner lives are such mirrors for each other because we had such identical experiences. To grow up not knowing. Yeah. Yes, to grow yeah. up not knowing yeah. that you were donor conceived, but knowing, but knowing, knowing but not yeah. knowing. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah, and how that, how that disconnection with our own sense of self, that disconnection with our own sense of intuition, right? To to have to disconnect from our intuition in order to stay in relationship with our families, how that impacted us. Similarly, in, with eating disorders and with sexual abuse and with you know just all of it. Yeah, you abuse. covered it all. You covered yeah. it all in this book. And that was the other thing. It was like, you're not just revealing this one truth, but then there's this next truth yeah. and there's this addiction truth and there's this trauma truth. And it's just, it's a lot. <laughs> I, I understand. And I, I, I similarly had the experience. I was able to speak to you from that place of knowing yeah. when my book, Happy Days, came out with all yes. my trauma story. Yeah. A bit of a memoir. I was in that same place. I was like freaking out, but knowing, freaking out, but knowing that, it, what that was I was on being the other carried side. on the yes, other side. Yes, yes, exactly. yes, yes. Yeah. And I don't think that God gives us anything that we can't handle. I really believe that. And it was time for you. Yeah, it was. It's funny because my friend Eva Longoria was like, why would you write a memoir? Why <laughs> would you do this? Why? She said, though, when she started reading it, when she heard, when it was announced, she was like, I don't understand. What are you doing? Are you crazy? She said when she got to the end of it, she was like, oh, I get it. Yeah. You had no choice. Yeah. Like this stuff was, it had to come out for you to feel like you were living your life. 
It's also like a next level of service. Like you've, you're a woman who's lived in the service of others. You've lived in this very, very vocal, authentic way, speaking on behalf of others. But this was like your service, speaking on behalf of yourself in the service of others. It's funny. I've never said this before, but I think as you were just saying that, I think one of the reasons why I felt like I had to write it is it almost felt like an amends to the people who have held me up or held my family up in some spirit of perfection or idealness, right? Like all these people who kind of were looking up to me or looking up to our family. And I felt like when I got this truth, I owed an amends, like a corrective storytelling to people to say, I want you to know the truth of it. I don't want you to think that good comes easy. Mm-hmm. I want you to know that, yes, like there are really beautiful things about our family. And there is a lot about myself that I love and celebrate, but that doesn't come easy. And I think I may have made it look easy because my parents made it look easy and they were telling the story that it was easy. And I was perpetuating the story that it was easy because I thought I had to and I wanted to maybe be in the service of that amends to say, I'm sorry if I made it look easy. I want to be more honest because when you know more, you do better or yes. whatever that saying yes. is. Like when yes. you know better, you do better. So yes. I think that's, I'm having that th- thought for the first time, but I think that was part of it was like, I want to be transparent about who I am because I know that there are people who look up to me and who think that I know what I'm doing. <laughs> well, I think about the little girl who was in the talented and gifted program, yeah. and living in the fancier building and yeah. in the area that was like people were struggling. Mm-hmm. And then you guys were like, we are going to care for our building. I mean, yes. it was ingrained in you as a child, like show our strength. Yes. Right? Yeah. I don't want to put that on you, but that's just but sort that's of the perception true. I've heard. That's, yeah. yeah. I think it's a big part of also the dynamic of the black community in 100%. this country. And, yeah. you know, you put your best foot forward yep. and you maintain yep. appearances. You're yep. representing the race. Women do it. You know, as women, we have to make sure we work twice as hard, all that stuff. Right, right. But at the same time, what a gift to the black community to be able to be like, here's my truth. Like, mm-hmm. I'm in this, I've been struggling. And that's yeah. been so powerful to have so many women in general, but especially black women who say to me, we act like eating disorders don't happen in communities of color. We act like sexual abuse does not happen in communities of color. Like we have these secrets and we are afraid to reveal them because we don't want to be judged further. We don't want to be penalized in society, but we're only going to be able to move forward as whole beings if we tell the truth. Yeah, I'm feeling that right here. And it's like this like download of like, so yeah, your people are here. And so yeah. there's there's this like energy coming in that's like, you're the voice, you're the the sister that is teaching, right? So it's like they see you as and it's not just the black community, it's women in general. Yeah. But thinking about the Olivia Pope role mm-hmm. and being that major Yeah, ideal power. Correct. Figure. Correct. Mm-hmm. But being that for the first time in television, mm-hmm. right? So all of this is like, and you know this, but it's like this book was that next level of you saying, okay, yes, I am in many ways like Olivia Pope, but I think you are. So, yeah. <laughs> so don't take the dream away from me. But, but, but then also being like, and all this, right? Yeah. And all this. That we get well. to be yes. fully human and yes. superheroes, right? She was the superhero version of me. She was that embodiment of the best, highest, most powerful, most fearless. But that we, to be fully human, we get to have our vulnerability too and our history. And she and didn't our... show hers very She much. didn't. I mean, the one place was in the love story, right? Yes, like that was yes. the one room where she yes. wasn't always the most powerful person as if Fitz was around. Yeah. But on this deeper level, 
I share that Shonda never wanted that character to be a mom because there is this inherent vulnerability in being a mother, mm -hmm. especially the mother of a black child. Mm -hmm. You don't get to be Olivia Pope, powerful, fearless, without vulnerability yeah. when you become a mom. Yeah. So that was part of why she never, Ooh. even what, though I got pregnant, Olivia never was. Yeah. Yeah. Chills, chills. Yeah. How did it feel to be Olivia when you were pregnant? So weird. Yeah. It was really hard. It really taught me how to grow my toolbox as an actor okay. because I felt like I was violating her. Like I was betraying her because she had this idealized body that I had worked so hard for that to fit in the perfect sample size fashion to walk down the hall in that perfect way. And in real life, I'm like waddling down the hallway and wider than ever. And so I really had to figure out the jackets, how to, yeah, yes, the, bigger, the bigger bags, the bigger coats, the boxes. Lots of trench coats. Yes, lamps, how do you mind lamps? So I had to figure out other ways to access her that were outside of that kind of idealized obsession about her body. Mm. And that, you know, the her body was such a way in for me, that walk, right? That yep. was how I found her. And I had to figure out how to find that same sense of confidence and power without it being about my body. Mm. So that was really interesting. It led me into a deeper connection with her because I couldn't use the tools that I first found her with, but I still had to be her. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, people, it is holiday season. That means we might be eating things that we don't normally eat. For instance, my mother-in-law's cheesecake with chocolate crust. Uh, are you kidding me? I don't eat sugar. I don't eat gluten. I try not to eat much dairy, but I can't resist my mother-in-law's cheesecake. But the way that I know that my stomach won't go crazy and I will stay healthy even when I have the shock to my system of this massive piece of cheesecake, the way I know I can survive that is by taking a daily probiotic. And the one that I love is Seed's DS1 broad-spectrum probiotic and prebiotic formulated with 24 clinically and scientifically studied strains 
for whole body benefits. This helps my gut. It helps my digestion. It helps my hair. It helps my glow. It fortifies the gut barrier and promotes regularity. And I love that with Seeds DS1, you can also enroll in their sustainable refill program. So when you enroll, your refills will ship three or six months at a time, and you can save up to $90 annually. That means fewer shipments, fewer packages, and better for the earth. Every morning, I take two capsules of my Seed DS1 on an empty stomach, and that's it. And I can go about my day eating my beautiful daily routine or, around the holidays, indulge in some cheesecake. So I made it a non-negotiable. It's part of my day. It sets me up to win. Visit seed.com slash DearGabby and use code DearGabby to redeem 25% off your first month of Seed's DS1 Daily Symbiotic. That's seed.com slash DearGabby and use code DearGabby. Today's episode is sponsored by Jenny Kane. I cannot think of a better gift for the holidays than any of the clothing or products from Jenny Kane. Jenny Kane is the best. It's a California brand through and through. Beautiful, comfortable, minimalist, effortless, but elegant. From luxurious cashmere sweaters to these iconic accessories, I wear their mule flats. I have them for all seasons. I don't walk out of a room in my house without them on. And Jenny Kane is here to help you live your best holiday season yet. And for a limited time, our listeners get 15% off their first order. Go to JennyKane.com and use code DearGabby to get 15% off. For any season, a cashmere sweater is cozy, but really right now, right here, right now, in this moment, I'm actually wearing the Flynn cashmere sweater. It is the everything sweater for me. V-neck sweater, super casual, but really gorgeous. I also just saw that they have a cashmere half zip, which, come on, people, who doesn't want that? Jenny Kane believes in the art of simplicity, so focus on comfort, quality, and timeless design. Jenny Kane is also the best collection of quality shoes. Their Brooklyn lug boot and the cold weather classic is a cold weather classic. And you know I love the mule. I love the mule. Give yourself and your loved ones the best gift of all, Jenny Kane. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code DEARGABBY at JennyKane.com. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, and use code DEARGABBY. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Feeling good and strong and healthy is my priority. I say this over and over and over And that is why Symbiotica is the sponsor on this show today. You guys know I shout this brand out from the rooftops. Symbiotica's health supplements are so sophisticatedly designed. They're so easy to take and they're absolutely delicious. This brand is all about the research, super committed to creating the best possible products. And Symbiotica's greens, their super greens, has been my go-to convenient way to get cellular support and detoxification and boost my energy levels. My go-to products are the liposomal vitamin C, which I just took five minutes ago. And it's this product that I take every single day because I can trust that it's keeping me healthy. It's producing collagen. It's helping with healthy aging, mostly immune system function. I need that right now. This product is a game changer. Symbiotica is perfect for anyone who's trying to elevate their health and wellness. And then let me tell you, the vitamin D3, K2, CoQ10 is something I don't miss a day of. I turned my makeup artist Alex onto Symbiotica and she's obsessed. She'll like bust out her makeup kit and then she has like a whole other kit filled with Symbiotica products and she'll just go throughout the day just 
taking in these beautiful products, making sure she stays healthy on the road. So just visit symbiotica.com slash Gabby for 15% off site-wide or create your custom bundle and get 45% off. Code applies on top of custom bundle. Would you be open to just talking a little bit for my audience? This is like self-help crowd. They talk yeah. about big, this is, we call these big talks. There's yeah, most yeah. I'm in the crowd, so I know who the crowd you is. You are the crowd. You're in the crowd. <laughs> we are in the crowd together. Yeah. The eating disorder a little yeah. bit. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So it's really beautiful that you're acknowledging how you had to be in your body, mm -hmm. but not fully in your body. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any message for our listeners who are struggling with eating disorder, body dysmorphia, anything along the lines that you feel has been really healing for you? I mean, I think one of the most important things that helped me just begin a journey of healing was to be able to talk about it. Mm -hmm. When I was alone with it and afraid to tell people that I was struggling, right. it just made it so much harder. Right. So I would say that's the first thing, right, is to be able to admit it, mm -hmm. not be alone with it, ask for help, be in community. Yeah, fellowship. Yeah. yeah, be in fellowship with other people who are suffering in similar ways because that for me was the beginning of the way out. And it was, I mean, really... My eating disorder, my relationship with food and with my body was the first thing that truly got me on my knees. It was the first thing that cracked me open to make room for a relationship with some power greater than myself. Same Un with me for yeah, addiction. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like until then, I really thought it's up to me to fix this. I have to figure mm -hmm. out how to fix this. If I work hard enough, if I try hard enough, if I figure it out. And it was the first thing that I was like, it, this is bigger than me. So to fix this, I'm going to need something bigger than me. What's that relationship like in your life now, that higher power? I mean, it's when I'm in a good place, it's the most important relationship in my life. And I try to spend time every morning in some form of prayer and meditation. On an ideal morning, it's like a 15-minute practice. And sometimes it's more of a three-minute practice. But it is really the first place where I can find myself. Yeah. Yeah. Weirdly, because it's a relationship with something outside of myself. But it's... That relationship is, I think, the purest relationship I'm in because it's the relationship where I'm really not pretending at all. I would say my marriage is the closest other relationship Beautiful. to that. Nice. But that's, that's but nice. even in that, I feel like part of why my marriage is that is because we both go to God. Yes. Oh, how gorgeous. I love that so much. So the experience of going to God throughout this journey, would it just look like? A momentary prayer or kind of on the in. book journey yeah, or just in just in, through, in through the throughout this journey of yeah. just uncovering and revealing. yeah yeah what did it look were like? you relying on it yeah <laughs> I mm -hmm. mean mm -hmm. we would do a prayer circle before every Q&A on the tour I remember in one of my early conversations with you I mind blown we talked about bringing angels with me on this journey and you invited me into the idea that there might be angels and ancestors from my donor's side yes yeah and that blew my mind because I had never thought about like, you know, I think about the gift of kind of my parental structure growing that I have these two incredible parents. I often say I'm looking for my donor, but I'm not looking for a father. Like mm. I have a dad. I mm. love my dad. It's a complicated relationship, but it's beautiful. But I really do want this information about who the donor is. And if it comes with relationship, I'm open to that. I don't want to presume to know what God has in store for me, for us. Like, yeah. I'm open, but I'm not needing him to be something yep. to fill a void which yep. feels like a gift 
But when you invited me into the wisdom that having this additional parental figure also meant that I had additional ancestors, additional lineage, maybe additional angels. I was like, oh my God. I felt so blessed by that idea and excited about that. paternal grandmother. Yeah. 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 And it's also trusting that like the way we come into these bodies is a spiritual experience. Yeah. And so while we might choose one person's body, maybe it was you know, just giving other people's examples, an embryo from somebody else, or, right, right? right? So even the people who are surrogates, who are like the facilitator, that's a soul contract with that mm, spirit as well. Even if it's not DNA, Correct. but that, that like, even though yeah, they're just there to hold that so womb. so much fluid exchange Correct. and spiritual exchange that happens physically in the womb. It's Absolutely. So, true. so spirit's going to choose their way in. Mm-hmm. And mm. a girlfriend of mine who had, she did a donor egg. Yeah. We look at her son and we're like, there's nobody else. She did so much IVF to get to that place where she took the donor egg. Right. But it's, no, this is yeah, him. Porter's the right. only one, that's right? right. He so, chose you. Correct. Mm-hmm. And the woman who donated that egg, she was part of that process. And my girlfriend thinks about her often and is like, she's the gift. She she gave me this, right? So it's there's it's all collaborative. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I was so emotionally broken open by the process of sharing this book, but I kept doing these interviews where I feel like traditionally I was supposed to be crying, but the journalists were crying. Yes. yes. Right? Like yes. Robin Roberts cried and yes. Oprah cried. Robin like, always cries. Oh, Oprah always that's cries. so sweet. Yeah, it's true. So I felt like- But no, um, no, but they were crying with you for sure. But, yeah. but, yeah. I, but yes, good. It's good. It was like I was in a space with people who were available and emotionally ready. Very emotionally but ready. But the interview that I did cry was so unexpected because it was my friend James Corden, who's, you know, comedian, right? Yeah. Like, and I didn't expect for it to be so emotional, that yeah. conversation. But he shared with me this beautiful story before we got on stage about some friends of his who used donor sperm to conceive their child. And at that sperm bank, even though it's all closed information, which is a whole other issue we can talk about, but the donor is allowed to write that child a a letter. And the letter that the donor wrote said something like, I want you to know I am not your father. I am not your father. What I am is help. That there were two people who wanted to meet you and love you so badly. Those two people willed you into being, but to get there, they just needed a little bit of help. And that's what I was. Wow. I just was a little bit of help for your two parents. Yep. And you are theirs. Wow. And I love that so much. Mm-hmm. And he said he was sharing it with me because he was like, I am worried. I didn't say what I just said to you a moment ago, but he said, I eventually said that to him in the moment. He said, I'm worried because your life is so good. I know you. I know your husband. I know your kids. I know your parents. You are so whole. Your life is so beautiful. And I don't want you to find this donor and have them be an asshole or a jerk. And then suddenly you feel incomplete. I don't want your goodness or your sense of peace to be defined by who that donor Mm. is, which I thought was such a loving, Mm -hmm. beautiful, vulnerable offering from Mm -hmm. him. And it was a great opportunity for me to really check in with myself and say, am I giving that figure that much power? And I really don't think I am. You're not. Yeah. When I heard you talking about it before, that total alignment with, I want to meet him. He's not my father. Yeah. It's so clean. Yeah. And your intuition to connect with him, don't question that. Yeah. 
I think there's stuff to learn. Like you were saying, You're I so like I 100% know what comes from my mother. Yeah. I 100% know what comes from my dad. I want to know what comes from the donor. Yeah. I feel like it's yeah. a new opportunity to discover more about myself. And so much of what this process is, is I am not afraid of the truth, no matter how complicated mm -hmm. it is. I'm not scared of truth anymore. Bring on the complexity. I'm willing to deal with it. I'm willing to swim in it. I'm willing to be uncomfortable. I'm willing to be afraid. I just would rather have my truth. There's this Joan of Arc quote that I always say for myself, but I'm going to give it to you too, mm. which is, I am not afraid I was born to do this. Mm. <laughs> and as I watched you uncover all this and write all this and reveal all this and show up for all of this, it, it really is the message. It's, I'm not afraid I was born to do this. Mm. And back to your carrying a message for your lineage, your biological father's lineage, your mom and dad, and for your brothers and sisters throughout the world. Mm. And for me and for all of us mm. who are being touched by it, it yeah. is, it's, it's, I'm not afraid I was born to do this. Mm. What a gift. Yeah. What yeah. a gift. I love you. I love you too. I am so thrilled to go deeper with you. Yeah. And it's just such a heart opening experience for me as we sort of wrap up this conversation, which we have to have so many, many, many more. I'm like, what? That I don't even know fast. what's I, That felt like um, five minutes. No, I know because we need to sit and have a slumber party. Yes. yes and yes. we need to just sit and just be and just meditate and channel yeah. and connect and just deepen. And I just actually wanted to, I was reminded of something in my meditation yesterday. So Olivia Pope came in as I was sort of meditating randomly. Love but that. what it reminded me of, she just came in to tell me to tell you this. <laughs> the spirit of <laughs> Olivia Pope came through. I'm but obsessed she, with that process. Where were you with my seven seasons of doing exactly, the show when exactly, I needed her exactly. to come through? Yeah. Oh, no, no. She came through just fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was to let you know that when I was going through my darkest moments, when I remembered the trauma that I experienced. Mm. So I had similar trauma in some of the trauma that you talk about. It's sexual stuff from my childhood. I remembered it in a dream. You know mm. the story. Mm. But it was really extreme for me. And so when that memory came back, it sent me into a very, very dark hole because I was back in the physical and emotional and somatic memory of that experience. Yeah. I was living almost like that child. Yeah. And so in that time, there was this dissociation part of me that was really valuable. I needed it to survive. Yeah. And so one of the things that I used was Olivia Pope. I would just watch and watch and watch oh and my watch. God. And she was such a presence for me. And I didn't really put all that together. And when we first connected, it was like this really deep feeling of like, I need to be in this woman's connection in her Ugh. orbit because that show was the way I would calm my nervous system. Mm. That show was the way I would check out in, in the best yeah, way. Yeah, in right? healthy we, ways. In a right? really, really- So we can check out in unhealthy ways could, and we can check out for me. It's like it was my way chef's table. I to gotta check safe. out. And I <laughs> yeah. remember lying down in the bed and just putting on my computer on my lap and, and tuning mm. into you and just being like, <sighs> mm. so you've been mm. helping me way before this book came out oh my god and i love you so deeply and i'm so fucking psyched to see what we can be in this world yeah. together as friends we are so just much more. getting started yeah. and i'm so proud of you and it's no question that this would be this bookended experience of me helping you in the beginning and then us coming to this conversation at the end oh my god truly so, truly my last question for you yeah is what does it feel like now because i've seen you blossoming into this authentic truth, authentic self, how different do you feel now than when we first had that conversation right before you started? So when you were talking about dissociation, I was thinking about the experience of losing my voice at the beginning of tour. And 
It's so funny because one of the women on my team, Maggie, in those first couple days of the tour, it was like Ricola and throat coat and honey and all the things, all the like physical things to help me find my voice again. And yesterday or the day before, I was like, I don't need that stuff. Like you actually can take the Ricola out of your bag. That was just for this period where I couldn't have my voice. And I thought about that little girl that I write about in the book who is standing in that hallway and who calls for my mother. And when she says yes, I get frozen. I can't speak my truth to her. I have no voice in that moment. And I muster up a lie about having a headache because I cannot voice my truth. And I feel like that's what happened, right? That little girl went into a panic right before the tour started Mm -hmm. and was like, we can't, we can't, we can't, we cannot tell this truth. And, you know, with your help, with other friends, with God, with some just strength of the ancestors and angels and my own connection with my deepest truth and power, I was able to move through her fear bring her with me and say, I'm here now. I got this. You don't have to be in control anymore. You don't have to silence us. I'm going to do this. I'm going to tell our truth. We're not going to get in trouble. He's not going to get in trouble. Everything's going to be okay because I'm a big girl now. So to step into that. is the full-blown expression of what it means to be self-led. So in IFS, we've talked a bit about it, but self with a capital S, that leader within you. Yeah. Taking her by the hand and saying, I can bring you with me. We can do this. And letting her sit in the green room. Yes. Also, if you need to stay in the green room, room, you can do that. (laughs) Whatever you need. But Mm -hmm. but I now have to show up in my highest self to have a voice. Your authentic self. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I am so proud of you, Karen. Mm, Thank you. I'm so, so grateful for your sisterhood and friendship and partnership and all of it. I love you. Love you. Everyone go buy the book. <laughs> you can listen to it. I read it. It's good. The, Actually, the I've listened to it. I've read it. And I think that the audiobook is excellent. Because then, you know, it's like people know your voice. Go yeah. listen to Thicker Than Water. Thank you. I love you. Love you. If you made it to the end of this episode, that means you're truly committed to miracles. I'm really proud of you. If you want to get more Gabby, tune in every Monday for a new episode. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the guidance or special bonus episodes. Your experience of this show means a lot to me. So I really want to welcome you to leave an honest review. And you can follow me on social media at Gabby Bernstein. And if you want to get in on the action, sign up for a chance to be Dear Gabby live at DearGabby.com. See you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.